Hello, beloved. Welcome to this uh, weekly Bible study of ours. And uh, we are going to move on to something brand spanking new. And I'm quite excited about it because it's something that is not spoken of a lot. Or let's say someone that is not spoken of a lot. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit. Not spoken of a lot now. I mean, over the years... Uh, Ever since Jesus began teaching people about the Holy Spirit, there has been a lot of confusion about the Holy Spirit. And I mean, as the Bible was written to basically help us to understand more about who God is, there has at the same time been misunderstandings about the Holy Spirit. And even today, there are quite a, a bit of misunderstanding about the Holy Spirit. All right, so what we're going to do is, uh, for the next few Bible studies, God willing, we are going to spend some time in studying the Holy Spirit from a biblical perspective. See what the Scriptures has to teach us about the Holy Spirit. Before we continue, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' name, that we have your Word, that we have the revelation of your Word, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, as he inspired the writers of the of the Bible to to write down what they wrote down and even when it is about the Holy Spirit about himself he inspired the writers of the scriptures to to basically write down what he wanted uh, written about him so we pray father please in Jesus name as we study uh, the person of the Holy Spirit the third person of the triune God uh, that you will uh, how can I say open up your word to us so we may understand and Father, we pray that uh, you will be glorified, we will be edified, and we will get to know the Holy Spirit much, much better. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, beloved, we know that it was Jesus Christ who said that um, the disciples had to go to Jerusalem, and they needed to stay there until the Holy Spirit came upon them, and then they would receive power, all right, so that they could be witnesses unto Jesus Christ, yeah, so that they could testify about what they have seen, what they have heard about the resurrection of Jesus. So we can say that it was the Holy Spirit, Jesus, who, who promised the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would be poured out, and the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And as I said, there are a lot of confusion uh, through the years, there's been a lot of confusion. There are still even today a lot of confusion when we talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay, misunderstandings about the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that confuses many people is the question, is the Holy Spirit some sort of power or is he a person? Now, a person in the Trinity like Jesus Christ and the Father. Now, we know that through the ages, some have taught that the Spirit is a power. Okay, and we must use that power. There are even groups today, denominations today, that, that tend to, to, to be inclined to that side. That the Holy Spirit is a power and we need to utilize that power. Then others teach that the Holy Spirit is a person. And as a person, the Holy Spirit has certain attributes... And he has the ability to control us. All right? But obviously, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and he has all the powers. And everything that God has, 
the Holy Spirit has as the third person of the, of the Trinity. Now, even in the days of the Bible, we find that these two ways of basically understanding or thinking of the Holy Spirit is, is there. It's clear. Uh, for example, in Acts chapter 8, verse 9 to 24, you can go and read the whole passage. But in Acts chapter 8, verse 9 to 24, we find a man with the name of Simon. Now, Simon the sorcerer of Samaria. And he tried to use the Holy Spirit as a power. Because what he saw the disciples do was just beyond his understanding. And he saw the Holy Spirit as a power. And he wanted to buy now, that power to be able to give people the Holy Spirit as he prays for them. Right, so in Acts chapter 8, we see Simon who tries to use the Holy Spirit as a power. But then in um, Acts chapter 13, uh, in verse 2, we see that the Holy Spirit is the one who chooses uh, people to use them. Uh, as a, it's, it's as if... Um, the Holy Spirit is a person. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2, we read, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, th- those were the leaders, nah? um, the Holy Spirit said, Now, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So the Holy Spirit is the one who initiates the calling of Saul and Barnabas so that they could do the, Holy Sp- uh, do the work that the Holy Spirit has called them to do. Now, it is true when we look at the Old Testament, uh, we don't have a, how can I say, as clear teachings about the Holy Spirit as we have in the New Testament. Right? We, we do get truths in the, in the Old Testament. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I believe that the New Testament actually gives us more about the Holy Spirit than in the Old Testament. But if you go to the Old Testament, for example, in, in Judges chapter 6, verse 34, we, says, but the, we read, But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and then he blew the trumpet, and the Abizarites gathered behind him. We, we see the involvement of the Holy Spirit in the person of Gideon, for example. Second Chronicles chapter 24, verse 20, we read, Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of uh, Yeh. Hoyada, the priest, who stood above the people and said to them, Thus says God, Why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, He also has forsaken you. So the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah. And then he could speak to the people. And, And once again, we see the involvement of the Holy Spirit uh, in the lives of the people of the Old Testament, obviously, in the life of the, the Jews, and uh, very prominently involved, right? But not that much is said about the Holy Spirit as we find in the New Testament. So we have, I believe, clearer teachings in the New Testament about the third person of the Trinity, uh, God, the Holy Spirit. And by the way, the Holy Spirit is equal to God the Father and God the Son, but still He is different from them. But this does not mean that there are three gods. Nah? There are three persons in the, in the triune God. In this one being, there are three persons 
and in a way which is beyond our understanding. People have tried all kinds of ways to try to explain the Trinity, but it still stays beyond our understanding because it is God that we are talking about. All right. Now, we're also taught, by the way, that these three, the three persons in the Trinity, they are one. Okay, so, yeah. Now, let's look at some biblical evidence that the Spirit is a person. And by the way, this idea of the Holy Spirit being a person uh, and, and what the Scripture says about it, uh, the study about it, we are going to continue, God willing, next time because we're not going to be able to finish it off uh, in this one session. There's just too much that we can say. Now, if we look at biblical evidence that the Spirit is a person, uh, I believe that it's in the New Testament that we get the clearest teachings that the Holy Spirit is a person. Now, as the Father is a person, the Son is a person within the Trinity, likewise, the Holy Spirit is a person. And in the New Testament, we basically find that the attributes of the Holy Spirit are similar to that of a person. Now, when we speak about attributes, we are actually speaking of what someone or um, what something has, nah? attributes, uh, something that's specific to that specific person or uh, to, to something. Now, when we look at the Holy Spirit, we find that the Spirit has things that belong to people. Attributes that we find with people that we also find with the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, the Holy Spirit is not a person as you and I are people. That's not the way the Holy Spirit is a person. Right, he's, he's completely different. But he has the attributes of, uh, of someone, now of, of people. And therefore we can say that the Holy Spirit are similar, I can say the attributes of the Holy Spirit are similar to that of a person. Okay. Now, the things that we read about the Holy Spirit, for example, it, it belongs to people, it doesn't belong to things. And I believe that's why we can say with, with an open mind that the Holy Spirit uh, is a person. Okay. For example, we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 12, that the Holy Spirit has the ability to investigate, to search things. R listen to this. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 12. It says, But God has revealed them, this, that's the things pertaining to our salvation. Eh? He revealed it to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Alright, so what, what we can say is that the Holy Spirit searches things. Do people search things? Yes, we do. Do we investigate things? Yes, we do. So this attribute, this, um, how can I say, yeah, this attribute that we find with the Holy Spirit is similar to that which we find with human beings. Verse 11 says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? And even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that, we, uh, that have been freely given to us 
by God. So what the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit searches all things, searches the deep things about God, and then reveals those things to his, to, to his people. Right? The things that are deep and it's hidden, the Holy Spirit is the one who brings it to, into the open and then reveals it to God's people. You see, God disclosed his saving truth, for example, through the Holy Spirit. And, and by the way, the, uh, the Holy Spirit alone is qualified because he knows all that God knows. Because remember, he himself is God. Okay, so that's the first thing. We see that the Holy Spirit searches all things like people search. It's an attribute that we will find with people. And we find that same attribute with the Holy Spirit. But then the Holy Spirit also has knowledge. We read, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? We just read the verse. I'm just using it again. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit has knowledge. People also have knowledge. It's an attribute of human beings, of people. Because it's an attribute of people uh, and the Holy Spirit also knows the things of God. Well, he knows much more than the things of God, but he knows the things of God. We can say that the Holy Spirit has knowledge. So in that sense, uh, he is like a person. Uh, he is a person that knows things, that has knowledge. One commentary, commentary says that the thoughts of a man's heart, the conceptions of his mind, the schemes that he is drawing there, his designs, his purposes and intentions, these can never be known by another man. No, nor by angels or devils nor by any creature, by none, except the Holy Spirit. Because remember, the Holy Spirit knows all things. That's the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit. Nothing can be hidden from God. God knows all things, and the Holy Spirit is God. John Gill says in his commentary about the Spirit that knows the things of God, he says, and I quote, It proves how secret, hidden, unknown, The mysteries of grace are until revealed by the Spirit. So it gives full evidence to the deity of the Holy Ghost and clearly shows He must be God. Who is in Him um, knows the thoughts of His heart, the counsels of His mind, His purposes and decrees and what is contained in them. See, God the Holy Spirit knows everything about the triune God. Because God the Holy Spirit is God. And because He has knowledge, we say that's an attribute of a person, and therefore we say that the Holy Spirit is a person. But then we also learn from Scripture that the Spirit has a mind. I, I, I kind of, when I wrote it down, I said, the Spirit has a mind of His own. And in a sense, we can say, yeah, he has a mind of his own, but I believe that the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are so united in what they want to accomplish, what their goals are, what the, what the um, triune God wants to achieve, what the triune God does. 
they, they, the triune God is so united that um, I believe that the mind of the Spirit is also the mind of the Father and the mind of the Son. Yet, uh, He has a mind. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 27 says, Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, so don't, don't think about the Holy Spirit's mind as the same as our minds. That, that's not what it is. Right? It's an attribute. It is saying that the Holy Spirit um, has a as a mind as a person has a mind. And therefore, the Holy Spirit is, um, how can I say, a person, let's say, rather than being a power or the Holy Spirit being a thing. The Holy Spirit has the attribute of a person. And therefore, this attribute, the fact that the Spirit has a mind, is an attribute of a person. Therefore, we would rather say the Holy Spirit is a person than saying that the Holy Spirit is a power. Or a thing. All right. Now, we can basically say that no words are actually necessary because the Father understands and He agrees with what the Holy Spirit thinks. So, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit don't have to talk to one another to be able to find out what the other one wants because they are, how can I say, in such agreement with one another uh, because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is the three in one. Absolutely amazing. All right, so because the Spirit has a mind, an attribute of a person, we can then say that rather than saying that the Holy Spirit is a power or the Holy Spirit is a thing, we would rather say that the Holy Spirit is a person. Okay, but the Spirit also has emotions. Now, Definitely, the Spirit doesn't have the kind of emotions that we have, okay? Because if the Holy Spirit had had the kind of emotions that we have, it it would be so uh, uh, uncontrollable in a sense. No, the Holy Spirit is God, right? He's the third person of of the triune God, of the Trinity, all right? So the emotions that the Holy Spirit has, even though the attribute is an attribute we find with, with persons, uh, it is different. Uh, but now Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 tells us, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Now the word used here, uh, lupete, basically means properly to afflict with sorrow. So do not afflict the Holy Spirit with sorrow. Do not make the Holy Spirit sad or sorrowful. Okay, don't make the Holy Spirit sorry. Okay, that's basically what it means. If you say, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, that's an emotion, isn't it? To be sad, to be sorrowful. And that's an attribute we find with a person. So, the Holy Spirit has the same type of attribute, and therefore we say that the Holy Spirit is a person rather than a power. A power doesn't have any emotions. A force doesn't have any emotions. But God, the Holy Spirit, has emotions in the sense of we can grieve the Holy Spirit. All right. And then we can also say that the Spirit has a will. Okay, do we have 
a will? Of course we have. We all have a will. All right? And, and a, to have a will is something that is, um, how can I say, you will find with a person. You don't find that in a thing. Now, a power doesn't have a will. All right? Even animals, they, they have instinct. They don't have a will the way that we have a will. Now, in Acts chapter 16, verse 6, we read, Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. This is when Paul was on his missionary journey. He was actually prevented by the Holy Spirit from uh, preaching the word in Asia because it was not the will of the Holy Spirit for them to do it at that specific stage. So the Holy Spirit basically prevented them. So the fact that the Holy Spirit has a will and he enforces that will tells us that that's something that people can also do. A person can also do that. And therefore we say that the Holy Spirit is a person rather than being a force or being a thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, let's read from verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7. We're going to read up to verse 11. It says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. You see, there is the will of the Spirit. What is the will of the Spirit? He wants to see that the gifts that he gives basically profits everyone. All right, that's his will. For to one is given a word of wisdom or the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, Faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Verse 10, to another, the workings of miracles. And another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. Uh, to another, the interpretation of tongues. And verse 11 says, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. You see what I'm um, showing or what we're seeing in, this, in, in the New Testament. Yeah? It's the Holy Spirit who works all things in God's people, give them, giving them gifts, distributing to each one, we read in verse 11, individually as the Holy Spirit wills. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11. All right, and we see the will of the Holy Spirit at work. Okay, and he gives as he wills. Because the Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is not some power. The Holy Spirit is a person. Just like the Father is a person and the Son is a person within the Trinity. Likewise, the Holy Spirit is a person. And we can see it clearly explained and shown to us in the New Testament. Now, a stone or electricity or a mountain or a thunderstorm cannot have the ability to investigate, for example, to search things. Uh, it cannot have knowledge, cannot have a mind and emotions and a will. It's only a person now that can have these things. And therefore, we say that the Holy Spirit is a person. I hope, I hope it makes it clearer that there's no confusion at the end of the day. Because I believe it's important that we need to understand the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is, let's say, the one that works behind the scenes to fulfill God's purposes and God's plans in and through us. 
It's the Holy Spirit that does that. So he's the silent uh, person of the triune God. But he plays such a major role in our lives that I believe it's important for us to understand the Holy Spirit. And remember, it was Jesus Christ who poured out the Holy Spirit, who sent the Holy Spirit. And the disciples waited, and then the Holy Spirit was poured out. They spoke in tongues, and you can see right through the book of Acts how the Holy Spirit played a major role in the expansion of the church, in the salvation of sinners. Uh, The Holy Spirit played a major role uh, in, in every aspect of church life. And even today, the Holy Spirit plays a major role, even though the Holy Spirit is the silent person of the triune God. Okay, kind of working in a sense behind the scenes, not to be seen. But the Holy Spirit would rather uplift Jesus Christ, remind us of what Jesus Christ said, remind us of what Jesus Christ did, so that at the end of the day, Christ may be glorified. And as Christ is glorified, obviously the Spirit is glorified and the Father is glorified through the Son. All right, that's basically it for this Bible study. Beloved, I really hope and pray that it's been a blessing to you. I pray that the Lord may bless you and keep you, may His face shine upon you, and may give you His peace. Uh, And may the Holy Spirit uh, enable you to understand the things that we study. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that we can understand more about your spirit. Please, Father, um, make it clear to us so that we can understand this we pray in jesus precious name amen beloved thank you very much for listening god willing until next time bye bye